Hello, and welcome to a sequel-tastic episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts who you saw in the first installment of this of <laughs> yes. this. Older. Series. <laughs> Older and wiser, and yet somehow didn't learn my lessons nope. from the previous installment of the series. I am Donald Weigel, and I have lost a little over 100 pounds. And to my right, which you can't see because it's a podcast, is... Catherine Weigel, also present in the sequel. Unlike, oh. unlike in Back to the Future 2, which I don't think Marty's girlfriend was in the second one. Uh yeah, she's in it for like a second. Oh, is she? Yeah. All right. What other movies weren't people in? <laughs> but, but like Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, in Gremlins one takes place at home, like Home Alone, and then in Gremlins two, just like in Home Alone two, it's in the big city. Yeah. It's in the Big Apple. Lots of things happen in the Big Apple. Yeah. This is uh the last episode we did was called Gremlins, and it was all about uh you know in the movie Gremlins that they had warning labels you know do not get them wet, do not feed them after midnight, uh do not um expose them to bright light. And so we did our rules for people, and this is part two of that. And it's going to be one of those rare instances where the sequel is actually better than the original. Doesn't happen often, but it's... This is going to be like the Godfather 2 of podcasts. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back of podcasts, yes. It'll be so good, you'll be like, wow. Wow, they really held back on episode one. You'll wish one. it was a trilogy. <laughs> It'll <laughs> well, be so good. If we keep uh, If we keep rambling on, it might just be a trilogy. Who knows? It might just be. But uh, before we get into all that, uh, we are going to do our tip of the week. Cow! And uh, we will finish up with a product of the week. Pow! Pow! Wow, that was uh I was haunting. like hitting a, uh, a wine glass, a crystal wine glass trying to- I Ooh. thought it was one of those like meditation bells, you know, that- you if, hit it and you you zone out. And... I bet uh, with that shriek, I probably broke people's glasses. Probably because it was shrill, and uh, I am not a singer, but that's okay because I am a weight loss inspiration, just like you. Yes, just like you. No, like you. Oh no, hold on, I'm very confused now. <laughs> Why don't we go on to the tip of the week? Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. Tow, everybody. So uh, this is a practical tip of the week, uh, and it comes to us from business. Um, oh. It is dress for the job you want. And I've heard that before. What does it mean in terms of weight loss? Well, it means if you want to be fit and you want to be active – Dress like you want to be active and fit. Oh, I want to be active and fit. If you are wearing stilettos, Donald, and you go to work (laughs) and you don't have flats, uh, if you don't have uh, gym shoes- I've made this mistake so many times. No, but if you- dress in uh, a sport coat and right. dress shoes and don't have a pair of sneakers in your uh, bottom drawer or in your trunk, the likelihood that you will go for a long walk right. does not exist. Right. If you do not bring gym clothes with you, you will probably not go to the gym. If you don't yeah. bring a bathing suit with you, you're not going to go swimming. Or, you know, if you if you are have a day off and you're sitting around in your pajamas, that's not going to be motivating to, no. like, you know, go for your walk or get on your rebounder or whatever exercise that you normally do. Your chances are you're going to keep lounging around. In oh, for pajamas. sure. This morning, uh, it's a little chilly chilly here in Los Angeles. 
It's wearing delightful p- uh, flannel. It's it's Los Angeles chilly, by the way, which means it's like degrees. sixty. Yeah, uh, but it was a little chilly. It was wearing flannels, and I was like, you know what? Before we rebound, I'm, I drink my coffee anyway. I don't have to put on my gym clothes yeah. or my rebounding clothes. Mm. I can just wear my jammies. Bad ideas. Bad idea. So I uh, did not listen to myself, which is what this whole episode is about. Uh, and I put on my sports bra and my uh, my workout gear and uh, got on the rebounder, which if you're wearing pajamas, yeah. not likely going to happen. So set yourself up for success by making your gym clothes convenient. I was actually listening to Gretchen Rubin the other day, and she said friend that- Friend of the show. Friend of the show. In my imagination. In our mods and ossians. Uh, she said that one of their listeners to help them work out in the morning actually went to bed in their running clothes so that when they got up, it was one less barrier to doing that. We actually did that with our daughter at one point when she wouldn't get dressed in the morning. Yeah. Started dressing her in her uh, her clothes. She's in eighth grade now. This didn't happen recently. Yeah. It was more like third grade. Um, but make it convenient. Put your gym clothes or your workout clothes out um, in a little basket like I do uh, so that it is right in uh, in arm's length uh, in the morning when it's dark out. You don't have to go searching for it. Make it easy to make the right choice. Dress for the fitness job that you want. Exactly. Uh, at work, keep an old pair of shoes. Uh, keep an extra pair of uh, gym socks around just to make sure that you've got it handy because the uh, the easy excuse is the one of, well, I didn't have it. I didn't plan for it. No need to plan for it if it's already planned because your past self did it. <laughs> if you've already planned for it, you don't have to you plan don't have for to it plan again. For it. And that is your tip of the week. Tow, everybody. So unlike gremlins who only have three rules that are not easily followed, yeah. Donald and I have like a total of 40 rules that are not easily, rules. easily yeah. followed. Not easily followed, exactly. So if we came with warning labels, uh, what would our warning label say? Or in the case of gremlins, what would the voiceover to the movie say that was It would be a 45-minute explanation of all of our rules. Yeah. And our rules can change based on our season, based on our stress level, based on our you know if how we're feeling so it would be really lovely if we only needed three things to keep us together but it turns out humans are much more complicated than grimlons (laughs) so uh so in our last episode we went through so fancy (laughs) i feel fancy it actually really annoys me so sorry about that i think it's funny uh but uh but yeah so we went through a very long list last week we're gonna go through a very long list this week uh some of them are three-dimensional and some of them are brain uh, so just like stuff. the actual sequel, Gremlins 2, The New Batch, this is called <laughs> Gremlins 2, The New Batch. The New Batch. Um, which uh, happened six years later, but it was a huge merchandising success. So we have opened a online store on our website with Selling we only Gremlins look thin, merch? Gremlins merch. We don't have an online store. No, we don't. That was a joke. Yeah. Um, Did Steven Spielberg direct Gremlins 2? No, it's Joe Dante. Oh. Steven Spielberg produced it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very interesting information yeah i'm glad that we saved this time on the podcast to talk about yes Um. (laughs) uh so uh so yeah so we have many more uh, mindset here's the twist for this sequel though 
Catherine is the lead and I'm the love interest. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're always the love interest. Aw, so are you. Boy, people. Can we both be the love interest? (laughs) No, you know what? We actually, I'm going to digress for a minute because it's our podcast. We can do what we want. Uh, We're not renewing our vows. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) We passed a David's bridal last night and Donald's like, I want to go try on things. It's like. It will be a I was frosty joking, Friday way, in hell before I, knew she did I not ever. Want to do that. Yeah. I don't have time for that. I got other stuff going on. I don't. Yeah. I don't need other people to. Yeah, coming like, up oh. this year will be our twenty second wedding anniversary. We don't need to renew anything. No, we're, we're, we're fine. Not, we're not going to torture our friends and family oh by gosh. making them come to some ceremony. Oh boy, I don't want to go to a ceremony. We got other no, things to do. We got to no. rebound. I don't stuff. want to go to my own vow renewal. Let alone oh make gosh. other people go. That sounds terrible. Uh, but I love you, though. I love you too. Great, that's settled. Now we've said it on a podcast, so it must be true. All right, so gonna, let's let's get going. People are All tired right. of this. So, um, my uh, my first one for this new batch is to. Uh, and I tried to phrase all of these in the form of never do something, just, just like, like a- the gremlins. So this one is never always eat out all the time, <laughs> <laughs> which is super wow, so articulate. Well I know. Um, I. You know, when we were at our heaviest, uh, one of the ways we got there was from talking ourselves into eating out all oh, the, time. the time and, you know, getting takeout sometimes multiple times a day or going going to a restaurant for lunch and then getting takeout for dinner or vice versa. I believe we also got food and then might have ordered food for later from the restaurant, like yeah. gotten extra food to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ugh. And we would do that thing where we would each get our own pizza and then get another pizza to have have later yeah yeah it was uh why were we (laughs) why why did we gain a hundred pounds it's a mystery it really seemed like a mystery before but yeah watch the going i'm not saying like don't ever eat out because we do eat out and we we enjoy it but that that lifestyle of eating out all the time was a really bad idea. And so I know in order to stick to my plan is to really minimize the number of times that I go out to restaurants. Yeah, we uh, we definitely are more aware of it now. And it seems like a strange indulgence or like a yeah. it seems like the newfangled thing to do, not yeah. the, the default. But it is super easy, especially after the holidays, to be like, I'm too tired. I know. Like, uh, bu- bu- yeah, like, for sure. So uh, you're always going to be too tired. Uh, my next one is to uh, never put off exercise until later in the day. Yep. And uh, I know that I do the best, my best exercise. My daily step goal is 20,000 steps a day. Yours might be 5,000 a day. Yours might be 50,000 a day. Um, you know, but I know that if I don't get the majority of those steps before noon, I'm probably not going to make it. Like I like to have somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand of those steps by you know noon, one, two o'clock in that range. And I know that if I don't, because as the day goes on, my um, I, you know, I know we talk about willpower and motivation, but my willpower goes down, my motivation goes down, and also I get busier and I get more tired, and I. I am less um, likely to actually get those steps. Yeah. I mean, for the few times, say, Donald has to go into work super early and I am left on my own, I like outer accountability. And yeah. if he isn't available to rebound, part of me thinks, oh, you know what? I'll I'll not rebound and I'll journal or I'll 
magically scroll Instagram for an hour and wonder what happened to my time. And I'll do it later. Yeah, later. And then you get to the point where you realize you can't do it later. So then you give up and you don't even try. So uh, so yeah. getting it I done mean, early. Maybe you're an exercise at night type person, but I've tried to you know, convince myself that I can exercise at night and I almost always end up talking myself out of it if I don't do it early. Yeah. And if you are the kind of person who thrives with working out at night, super duper awesome for you. Own that. Don't uh, don't get tricked into feeling like you have to do it in the morning if night is good for you. So the truth is also the opposite of the truth. The truth is out there and it's been inside you all along. <laughs> both of those things. Do you have another one to share or should I? Uh, sure. Um, I know that I can never go on a super calorie restrictive diet or really a super restrictive diet in general. You know, when I first got my diabetes diagnosis, I cut out sugar and flour and all of those things. But I, I knew, I didn't really necessarily know at the time, but I knew from past experience that doing that was just going to lead to me going crazy eventually because of never having those things. Well, but I think too, with your diagnosis, it was like, you have to do this right. or yeah. your yeah. like- My doctor was like, you know, it was like my blood sugar was was a real problem and I needed to keep it down by avoiding all of those things. And now that I've lost the 100 pounds, um, I'm able to work those things back into my diet just responsibly. And um, not going on a super calorie restrict diet is the same thing. You know, for one, and, you know, I don't, have all the science to back me up, but I really believe that dropping down to like 12, you know, 11, 12, 1300 calories, um, my body really starts to hold on to everything that I eat and it becomes sort of the new norm. Um, and then I, you know, if I do end up eating a little bit over that, it makes it much easier to gain. Well, and here's the thing. You're very active, though, too. So you're burning based on your Fitbit. You're yeah. burning 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. And I know that there's a margin of error there. But if you undereat, it leads to overeating later. And I also find that if I undereat consistently, well, Catherine basically just said it. If I undereat consistently, then I'm more likely to binge eat later on because I just you know, I, I'm like sort of depriving myself, depriving myself. And then I just want to go crazy. Yeah. Now that happens to me too. So for me, and it, it, everything ties into eating everything. I know that I should not eat early. I used to wake up and literally like get out of bed. It took me 10 minutes because my feet hurt. But once yeah. my feet start stopped hurting, I would uh, saunter onto the, uh, or more waddle onto the kitchen like a baby Yoda. Oh, um, baby Yoda. We and love I, baby Yoda. I would eat a 300 calorie cliff bar like yeah. as I was making coffee in the morning. Like I woke up quote unquote hungry and it just started my day off at 6 a.m. eating and then I would eat you know, consistently without stopping all the way until nine o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. I know for myself that it takes a little bit of discipline. But when I think I'm hungry, I'm not really hungry. Right. Like, it's just like, ooh, that sounds good. Or our neighbors are making bacon and eggs or something like that. And I'm like, ooh, does, is this what the world smells like now? Yeah, I'm exactly. So I know I do better if I eat later, if I can just postpone it a little bit. Because every single time I eat early, and maybe nine times out of ten, if I eat early, I just keep eating. And then I blow past my eight o'clock at night window. So I try to eat from about noon until eight o'clock at night. Um, I literally, I just had 
a mandarin orange, and it's oh. only 10.30 in the morning right oh, now. Oh, Star Wars should do Mandalorian oranges. Mandalorian oranges? <laughs> Instead of mandarin oranges. Uh, we'll, we'll fix it in post. All right. Um, but um, I know that if I start eating indulgent foods in the morning, like a Cliff Bar or a donut or whatever, like it is going to lead to a bad day. So I know about myself. Stick to protein. Have an apple if you really want an apple. Like, if you're apple hungry, have an apple. That's yeah. fine. That's not an issue. But if I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll just have this. Or carrot stick hungry or cherry tomato hungry. Yeah, that's a different like that. kind of hungry. Yeah. So uh, so that's one of my main ones. Um, another one, and this is a big one, is never believe myself when I say I will track it later. Oh. I always forget something that I've oh, eaten yeah. if I say I'm going to track it later. I, you know, there are people who do not track their calories or who have trouble with the discipline of doing so. It sucked for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Like it felt bad and unfair, but it takes me minutes a day yeah. to do it now. And now like, it's just a natural part of the day. And, you know, I carry a smartphone with me everywhere. I feel like most people do. You know, I have my Fitbit app and it is really easy to just scan a, a barcode, yeah. pull the phone out, log it real quick. Well, and I eat the same things all the time. All the so, time. So a lot of the things are already in there and they're marked as favorites and I just have to click on them. Exactly. So if I tell myself I'll track it later, the likelihood that I will forget a component of what I eat is huge. Yeah. We went out for uh, lunch with family at one point. Um, I remembered I had a salad and I was like, oh, I had lettuce and I had to. And then I remembered that I took a photo of what I ate. Turns ah. out there was a delicious pretzel roll on the side <laughs> with butter that oh, I had yeah. conveniently forgotten that I had eaten. How convenient. But it happens because we think of what's on the plate, not what's on the side or the handful of something. Like, yeah. So track it before you eat it. It just takes a minute. Uh, it is a little annoying at times if we're eating dinner and I'm like, okay, I can't eat yet. I've got to track the things, but it's all kind of in my tracker anyway. It takes a minute. And then I, I have the relief of just being able to eat without going, gosh, what did I eat? I don't remember and missing calories. Um, so that is a really big one for me. Um, and then I've already said this before, but no choice that I make after 8 p.m. is a healthy choice. I'm not going for raw cauliflower oh my goodness, uh, no. at 8 p.m. It's always a poor choice. And if I have pre-planned it, like I was saying in the other episode, uh, if we eat late and I've already pre-tracked yeah. three cookies – I can eat those after 8 o'clock. There's no magical force field at 8 p.m. But what it represents is any impulsive choice I make after I've already eaten my dinner and my planned snack. Anytime I go into the kitchen, it's not good. So, yeah. uh, so know that about yourself. Know your limits. Close the kitchen door. Put yourself in your bedroom. Take a shower. Get away from the kitchen. Turn off the lights whatever, like just get away because you know that those snacky choices are maybe what's uh, what's bringing you down. Um, here's one that I've discovered, strangely enough, while recording this episode of the podcast. Never make yourself a coffee and then leave it in the kitchen before you start oh, recording no, a podcast. Oh, no, in the kitchen. I can see it. <laughs> it's if all the way in there. If only we had force powers. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, lesson learned. Well, it's in a it's in a hot 
foamy cup. Of, it's a swell cup, I think. It is. It's uh, a swell so cup. It'll probably. Why don't you stop? It'll and get probably it? still. Nobody be fine. will know. We can pause it. That's terrible. I hate the <laughs> idea. Of, is it pumpkin spice? It is pumpkin spice. We have a finite amount of pumpkin spice. I think we should pause it. Nobody will know the difference. All right. Let's just pause. And we're back, and now oh, I have a coffee, so delightful. this episode's going to be even better during the next half. Don't forget your coffee. Uh, exactly. That is uh, my next uh, warning label. Uh, no, the actual actual one is uh, never don't meal prep. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are articulate. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I have learned that I always have to have... Uh, something prepared and meal prep we did a whole episode called meal day preppers um where we talked about how meal prep does not have to be spending an entire day cooking and you know portioning out meals and prepping them but always having something prepared always have a backup frozen meal always have you know easy convenient you know 150 calorie yogurt 130 calorie yogurt like whatever it is little individual cottage cheeses like Stuff that's always available, even if I haven't actually cooked and prepared something, always have something, always have like a frozen meal available um, in an, an, you know, quote unquote emergency so that I'm not, well, I've got nothing to eat, so I better, you know, get takeout or fast food or whatever. We went and saw a movie yesterday afternoon. I brought a uh, a popcorn, a little bag of 100 calorie popcorn and a little sweet with me that I pre-planned and pre-tracked. it was a very long movie. I think it might actually still be going on, uh, but um, it was a I almost just did a spit take with my coffee. <laughs> Man, that's what you get with your coffee. You should have gotten coffee. I know. Uh, but afterward, we had planned on running some errands, and I almost got an extra treat at the movies. And uh. I was like, no, I promised myself I would have this. That's what I'm sticking to. Um, but after the movie, we were going to run to Target. And I was getting really hungry. And then I started looking at the food court at the mall. I was like, oh, yeah. well, maybe we should just get the blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nope, we can't do that. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, what could I get at Target that would be good? Like, do they have a janky pizza I could eat at Target? Yeah. And then I remembered the me of the past putting boring pistachios in the glove box. And I yeah. ended up having boring pistachios. And guess but what? You stuck to your calories. Guess what? It filled me just enough. Yeah. It wasn't triggery. We went to Target, got it done, came home, ate, and I hit my t- calorie target for the day. And it, like, the indulgent part of me, who's going to know, well, I didn't have a choice, like, that instinctual part of me uh, did not win last night. And I'm very proud of myself for having boring pistachios in the glove box. So keep shelf-stable foods handy. Yeah. Donald keeps... Uh, Shelf stable foods in his work drawer. In his yeah, backpack. there are these. There are these little like uh, you know, like pasta meals and um, uh, you know, things that you can uh, like that come in cups that you can just pour hot water on. You know, things that I can keep in. Even Trader Joe's has these like shelf stable artichoke hearts, which I know aren't everybody's thing, but. They're a nice little low calorie, like quick snack that I can actually just keep around and and go to it if I'm in a, you know, quote unquote emergency. Well, and it's never we never go to, you know, the convenience store and grab a pre-made salad. 
when we're super hungry or on the run. It's always, you know, an egg salad sandwich, which is kind yeah. of a salad. Oh, my goodness. I used that's, to love egg salad I, it, It's embarrassing to admit this, but that's one of my go-tos, like, and, you know, pre-made egg salad sandwich at, like, a convenience store. It's I love those things, which I know is super trashy, but they're so tasty. <laughs> um, I think uh, I was going to save this one till later, but I think uh, what we were talking about leads right into my next one, which is never leave the house without a food plan. Yeah. Um, And I used to do this all the time. You know, I would be lying to myself all the time about trying to be, you know, healthy or eat better. And um, then I would, um, I'd leave the house and, oh, magically, I'm out for four or five hours and I'm super hungry and, you know, there's no food plan. I've got no choice but to eat that fast food 2000 calorie meal or whatever. So it's always, even if, even if it's eating the 500 calorie, fl- you know, pizza flatbread at the movie theater, putting that as part of my calories and having it planned, or always taking, you know, a little backpack or a bag or something with some calorie friendly snacks in it, you know, having those around, always planning it, but always having a plan for how long you're going to be out. And, and look, things come up, things change. And, but having some sort of safety net in place when you leave the house to make sure that you're not just going crazy. Well, and Donald has been really great about doing that and having snacks for our daughter and for me too. And there are times when I want to fall into the loophole of I have no choices. And then Donald will be like, oh, I grabbed you a yogurt and a spoon and (laughs) and some carrots. I'm like, thanks a lot, Donald. Yeah. But it really matters. And like, you're 50 years old. We've talked about it. We've Every, talked about everybody it. Everybody knows. If you're, if you're out there listening right now, whatever age you are, if you're not old enough to realize that you're going to get hungry when you go out, yeah. like, that's shame on you. And we were like that too. Oh, like, yeah. This, this isn't judgment. Well, this is just and, reflection. And look, if I'm, you know, if I'm really honest with myself, I there was a part of me that wanted to get yeah. super hungry while I was out because it was a good excuse to grab something from the mall food court or, you know, whatever, um, because I actually wanted to do that, but I wanted an excuse to do it. So I didn't feel so responsible for my own actions. Yeah, exactly. So that's a big one. Um, another big one for me, uh, and I've done this in the last few days, is never avoid the scale. I know that uh, oh, this, yeah. this might be a controversial piece, but the scale is a measurement of my past habits. It doesn't. It does not judge me as a person. It does not judge my character. It just reflects my past choices. And as soon as I start saying, especially around the holidays, oh, I'll wait until after the holidays to weigh myself, yeah. or I'll wait until after the trip, or after I've been on track for a couple of weeks, the minute I start putting that away and the sooner it starts gathering dust oh yeah or or just telling yourself i don't want to face the music you know i don't want visual evidence because if i see the visual evidence of it then i'm actually going to have to do something like i used to tell myself that all the time right and it's like the number we often know when we're up on the scale like your clothes are tighter or you feel puffy and having just that punctuation mark of like this is the weight that I am given the choices that I made in the last week. Um, I got on the scale on January 1st and I was up five pass, five pounds past my scream weight. So it was my ice cream weight, I think. Um, <laughs> I like being fun and yeah, lighthearted woo. and crazy. But I'm now down like four pounds from that because I've stopped the cycle of overeating. But 
I get on the scale on Friday mornings. Like, yeah. good or bad, I get on the scale on Friday mornings. And I do it Saturday. I don't know why I do it Saturday and not Friday also, but yeah. that's just what I do. But be sure to be consistent And we're not it. talking about being obsessive about it either. You know, I think getting on the scale every day is also uh, potentially a bad idea because of just various fluctuations. You know, I get on once a week and I take that measurement and I resist the urge to weigh myself again, you know, a couple of hours later. And, you know, the number is what the number is. And it's not about being obsessed with the number. It's just about, you know, I would, I would avoid the scale because I knew it would be bad news. Yeah. And, um, I, I would then just continue on my, you know, bad habits, uh, because I didn't have that visible physical evidence that I had gone off of my, uh, my plan. Exactly. I know maybe we should do another scale episode at some point soon because I feel like that is a big, yeah, a big issue. Um, my next one is never buy foods for our daughter. Oh. No, that's it. <laughs> never buy food for our daughter. <laughs> uh, that are triggers for me. She, there, the whole sentence, please don't use this against me in court yeah. law. If I buy cookies for her, quote unquote, yeah, exactly. I will eat them. Because my daughter loves them. But I want to be a good mom and she yeah. loves Oreos and I secret eat Oreos in quiet uh, when I'm hiding in the kitchen yeah uh, and like a gremlin um but she likes lots of foods that i don't like and she won't know the difference between me buying her oreos yeah. or buying her mochi ice cream yeah i do not like mochi ice cream it <laughs> or, is not food gummy to me. gummy things are yeah, not food yeah. twizzlers they are not food to me she is satisfied with them the minute i start buying things for her yeah. she, i want to be me, me, me. <laughs> such a I, good mom it ends up with me secret eating them at some yeah. point. And I know that about myself. And so anytime I do it, it is with open eyes that like in three days, this is going to lead to a binge. Like, and that's it. And so ask yeah. yourself that. What do you buy for other people? What do you buy because people expect it of you? You are known for making your apple pie. You are known for making, you know, uh, your vodka rigatoni or whatever like yeah. if it is going to lead to you overeating don't buy it you wouldn't buy alcohol if you were an alcoholic to have yeah. company like because my grandmother said company and you certainly wouldn't you know leave it out on the counter where it's easy to get to either right um so i'm i'm switching gears kind of with my next one so maybe uh it, i don't know if you have any more relevant ones and then we're going to go into some mindset things or i am no least. no go ahead okay so uh i have a lot of mindset uh, issues and boundaries that came up over the holiday season. I know we're a few weeks past the holiday season, but um, I learned some things about myself yeah. uh, over the holidays, and I feel like I tend to apologize for my own needs quite often. Yeah. So this series uh, is sort of about knowing yourself and understanding your own needs. So for me, I should not feel obligated to say yes to anyone. Yeah. Like, Sure, there are work circumstances where you can't change it. But if someone – like I don't do well with surprises or last-minute plans or yeah. you know last-minute requests of like, hey, Catherine, can you – <laughs> um, but something happened over the holidays where suddenly I felt very trapped and very overwhelmed and upset. And all of that leads to me secret eating or revenge eating or stress eating. Yeah. And – Knowing that about myself, I do not have to say yes to someone 
if it is an extracurricular, other someone else's demand, someone else's homework that they're giving to me. Yeah. Hey, Catherine, I have a friend coming into town. Will you show them around? Look, like, it can even be a fun thing sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't do well with somebody inviting me out to lunch in a movie at the last second. You know, I I want to have... I want to have some time to figure that out and make sure that that's going to fit into my, you know, calories for the week. I don't want a surprise, you know, out to lunch. I I don't like it. And it's not to say that I need to shelter in place either, but it's okay to tell the person, you know what, I can't do it today, but how about we do it in a week or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And to piggyback on that, one of mine is that I do not have to apologize for needing space or time to unwind. Yeah, that's a big one. I don't have to fill my space or my free time with something busy. If someone wants me to go to something or attend something, I don't have to have an excuse of something else to do. I am an introvert. I get my energy from being alone and having downtime. Going out depletes me. Yeah. It's it's fun in like short <laughs> bursts, but where other people are like, I love hanging out with people and b- being together. Yeah. I'm like, that's an exception. And we're I like not a what lot you of, would call super party people. We're not people, people. Um, I love people in, yeah. in the doses that I'm comfortable with. I love people in theory. Yeah. I just don't want to actually as a, as, as a society, but individuals <laughs> we're not part of. But I need a lot of downtime. And uh, we were in a couple of situations over the holidays where I felt like I was overextending myself. And anytime I do that, it leads to me being tired cranky, like all the bad, uh, whatever the bad seven dwarves are. This must happen a lot to you. It does. (laughs) But I have to be, and and this ties into my next one. If I do say yes, I have to be responsible for my yes. If I pout like a seven-year-old because I said yes to something that I didn't want to do, that is on me. Like I seriously, and it's something I'm still working on. If I say yes to something, I can't sit and stew and grouse and be mad that I said yes, because I'm a grown up and I have to just own my choices. And there are some people who say, you know, set your boundaries and they're inflexible. And if you don't want, you know, Uncle Jim coming over, don't have Uncle Jim over. Right. I look at the whole society when I make choices about things. But I still tend to be resentful at times. And it doesn't serve my experience. It doesn't make me happy. So if I say yes to something, I'm really working on owning my yes and just saying, okay, this is the choice I made. Embrace it. Like time will pass anyway. If you said yes, then you need to really do it. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, then that's great, too. But just being honest about it and not putting your baggage on someone else, which is what I do a lot of the time. And nobody wants somebody pouting and grousing for an hour doing something that they don't want to do. Uh, So if that is an issue for you, work on it, because nobody wants a sad sack uh, 50-year-old pouting about going somewhere they don't want to go. I'm looking at you, Donald. (laughs) (laughs) When you think of sad sack 50-year-olds, always think of me. Um, My next one is never use stress or a bad event as an excuse to eat, Yeah, Um, which is something I used to do all the time. I used to, oh boy, I really deserve this meal. I really deserve this treat. I never deserve food. Like it's never about deserve. I don't deserve it because it's my birthday. I don't deserve it because it's Christmas. I'm just eating it because I want to. And whether or not I deserve it, even if that was a thing, 
it is still going to impact my body the same way. There's there's no, you know, fairness police that is going to be like, well, he really deserves to eat this entire chocolate cake. So we will have it have no negative impacts on his body at all. I make it be so and cast some magical spell on me. Well, and two, and this still comes up with us, is like there are times when Donald still has calories to spare and it's eight o'clock and I've already eaten all my calories yeah. and he's eating after eight o'clock and eating sweets and delightful things. And I might sit on the couch and say like, well, I should be able to eat whatever I want. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> so if you are with other people who are able to eat more than you or whatever, whether they are or not, whether they're thin, whether they're not, owning your own choices and realizing that you're on your own path and your own journey and you uh, have the ability to take responsibility for your own choices, I think is a big thing. And being victim to the life around you. Um, where has it gotten you? It has not gotten me anywhere. Um, and this, I don't know how many more you have, but this is actually my final one, um, is I can never forget that I'm not really a thin person. I only look like a Did thin person. Did you hear person. that sigh? <laughs> Why you got to at me, bro? <laughs> yeah, like I am not somebody who can just wing it and just eat whatever I want. And I don't naturally stop when I'm full. I don't. I don't naturally turn away from treats. I can't suddenly, just because I've maintained a 100-pound weight loss for a couple of years does not mean that I have it all together, that I have all the answers, or that I am able to just eat whatever I want and stop my exercising and let things float, because I know that is the fast elevator back to the weight I was when I got my diabetes diagnosis, and I have to always remember that I am not really a thin person. Well, and I think part of that is not comparing yourself to other people, too, yeah. because um, we spent time with someone recently who has lost some weight, and they were like, oh, I don't even think about food now. Like, my whole relationship with food has oh, changed, and like I just feel fine all the time. And Yeah, that is not me, that is so... I don't think will ever be me. Well, and that person never got up to 150 pounds more no. like I did. Like, I... Not to compare weights, but I think that there's like someone who needs to lose a little bit of weight yeah. and just kind of got off center. And then there's lifelong chronic binging when I was four years old me yeah. who just knows that it like, I don't know if food tastes better to me or not, but like this is a chronic condition. But we are not fixed. Like, we're no, not, no, 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 no. We're not, you know, we have to still do the work and put it in and remind ourselves every day that we have to do the work. Yeah. And that is okay. I'm going to think about my weight whatever weight I am. And so sticking to my habits, knowing myself better, understanding my own, you know, idiosyncrasies, my own needs. Like, you know, if you have a dog or a toddler, you know that you need to walk the dog twice a day. You yeah. know that you need to feed the dog. If you don't, it will, you know, tear apart the furniture. Right. We know this about things that we have in our possession. Like, gizmos or gremlins or mogwai or whatever gizmo was his name <laughs> gizmo was his name oh uh, but we know how to treat things outside of ourselves we know that we need to get our cars checked up we know that we need to go and you know take things for checkups yeah you can't just get your car oil changed up to the first few years and then you're done you're not like finished getting maintenance on your car like you have to continue to have maintenance on your car through the life of it or it is going to break down much sooner than it would otherwise right so 
We know these things about ourselves, and the list gets longer and longer, so I'm sure that this is not the last time we'll talk about it. But understanding yourself, understanding your loopholes, understanding your triggers, understanding the lies that you tell yourself against your own best interest really matters. And I'm actually very grateful that we have lists of these now oh, because yeah. I invoke them all the time. And even though I've lost about 150 pounds, I still have to remind myself, like, as soon as I go into the kitchen after eight o'clock and tell myself I'm going to just do dishes, yeah. that's a lie starting. Right. Like, it, my, my old excuse was And that- I used to just, you know, not only ignore them, but not even acknowledge that these rules were actually a real thing. You know, I would ignore them on purpose because I didn't want to face it. And what that got me was diabetes and, you know, 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually do have one more that's a very, very big one. All right. And then that's it. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a very important one. Um, I suffer from depression. I've talked about it before. Um, I have to remind myself not to believe everything that I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, when it comes to my depression. I got hit with it pretty hard, I think, on New Year's day this year i don't know if i told you that or not but when i'm feeling bad about myself or when i'm feeling less than i have to remind myself not to believe that because it can feel all consuming and i know that anything having to deal with my depression and any wave that comes on is temporary and i just need to ride it out and not make any giant life decisions not lift any heavy you know Heavy equipment. Wait, yeah. lift or, or use any heavy lifting equipment? Uh, either. Don't, <laughs> lift equipment. Don't, drive equipment. Don't drive or lift heavy equipment. Exactly. <laughs> Especially not with your back. <laughs> yeah, I lift with my back. But anyway, that is a big one for me of like knowing that depression is part of my life and that when I'm in it, that's not the best time to make big life decisions about myself. Like, and I, yeah, I, and you know, even if you don't suffer from depression, you know, like, you know, you don't make your best decisions when you're upset or angry or, you know, bad things have just happened. Um, and you can't always listen to what you're telling yourself. You, you know, saying things like, you know, oh, how could I be so stupid? You know, how could I make that mistake? Like, what's wrong with me? All of those I'm things. I'm never going to get this right. I'm never going to get this right. All those things, you know, seep in and you really, um, you really start to believe them. Some part of you starts to believe them. And so it, try not to believe those things. Always know that your brain does lie to you, that you lie to yourself. And I certainly did. And I did it for many, many years. And I still do, but I'm much better at catching myself on it now. I agree. I think we're good at it. So that was actually the last thing I had to say about it. I didn't have that one written down, which is <laughs> maybe the, the last tip is write everything down because you're going to forget write it. Write so. everything down. Um, and I think that wraps up Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. Uh, and, well uh, done. Uh, so we would like you to think about rules for yourself, um, put them in place, uh, maybe make your own list of rules. And, uh, you know, this isn't about being absolutely steadfast to sticking to them 100% of the time, but do your best and know what the consequences will be. Know how you're going to react when you break one of these rules. Like, you know what's going to happen, and knowing sometimes is half the way, gets you half the way there to not actually doing it. Yeah, it might help you make that little decision of like, you know what, I'm not even going to buy the mongwai at the... Yeah, yeah. 
exactly. know, that, that didn't work you know, out no, last the mo- time for my guy. Can, can stay at the uh, at the shop in Chinatown. Yeah, it's true. So um, so yeah, so that that was ours. Uh, tell us about yours. We'd love to hear about them. Because we would love to hear about them. And there were things that Donald said that I didn't even think about and vice versa. So uh, we learned from one another. So We sure did. We yeah. do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And speaking Thanks, of learning, interest. I think, thank you, love interest. <laughs> we're uh, both love interest. And uh, now I think that brings us to our product of the week. Pow! Pow, everybody. So this is a product that other people have told me about over the years. But uh, I we tend, or I should say our one rule is that we don't do a product of the week for things that we actually haven't used ourselves. Yeah. Uh, because... Uh, we don't want to do that because um, <laughs> we said so. Why? But, because we don't want to. No, but we get solicited by actual yeah. companies who want us to yeah, we've promote had their products. People ask to advertise on this show, and it's it's almost never something that we actually yeah, it's want like an, to support. An herbal detox tea, or yeah, or a five thousand dollar piece of exercise equipment. Yeah, and it's just know? it's not our jam. Uh, but if you're smokers, we <laughs> would love jam. To- <laughs> actually, is our jam. jam if you would like to jam. advertise jam on our show. We'd so, be happy to do so. Why don't you ask what the product is? Hey, what's the product of the week this week, so darling? I am so glad you asked. Uh, the product of the week is an instant pot. Oh, it's now, a, no, wait. Is it an instant pot or an insta pot? It's instant. Oh, it's kind it? of like portobello versus portobello. Oh, okay. Um, it, the pot actually says instant pot. It's a bit of a misnomer because it's instant after it heats up for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it takes about another five minutes. But yeah. other than that, it's instant. It, it is uh, <laughs> instant. <laughs> um, but basically, it is a uh, a an electric pressure cooker that sits on your counter. Um, I have had crock pots, which I should probably uh, excavate from our deep recesses of our cabinets. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it is uh, is the kind of the opposite of a slow cooker. Yeah. Uh, but it uh, we have an instant pot brand instant pot, which is hard to enunciate. Uh, we got it for Christmas. Uh, very excited about it. And uh, it has helped me maintain some uh, meal prep actually yeah uh, she's ins- been she's been making actual you know real meals as opposed to a lot of the convenience foods which i'm i don't think there's anything wrong with convenience foods but it is nice having an actual like you know prepared meal yeah so i uh i have been making chicken breasts in the instant pot instead of buying the pre-sliced uh, chicken at and you made Trader a Joe's. pork roast that was a big hit. Made a pork roast. Um, it cooks everything instead of it taking you know eight hours in the slow cooker. Which if my house smells like food, I want. Oh eat yeah, food. you want to eat all the time. But in thirty minutes, I can have a pork roast uh, done, and uh, it has been very helpful. And I there is a website, uh, a YouTube channel called Six Sisters Stuff. Uh, we will put it in the show notes. Yeah, I've never um, heard of it. But uh, the Six Sisters YouTube channel does a lot of Instant Pot recipes, uh, figuring out how to use it. I think the first day I was so nervous that I was going to blow up Sherman Oaks, California, <laughs> that I was very stressed out about it. But since then, I have made hard-boiled eggs. I've made chicken breasts. I've made pork, uh, roast or made uh, vegetables, chicken soup. Yeah. Um, and... I still know about myself that sometimes I will have time to use the Instant Pot and other times I will go back to Trader Joe's and get the pre-made food. It doesn't make me a bad person to 
know where I am at the moment. No, there are plenty of other things that make you a bad person. Yes, very (laughs) many. We'll do that in another episode. But uh, the Instant Pot has been really a great accessory. Um, It doesn't fix all your problems. Uh, but the Six Sisters YouTube channel has helped me with some simple recipes uh, and also has taught me how to use my Instant Pot so that I'm not scared of it. Um, it uh, It is awesome. So I love it. And I have a six-quart one. It doesn't look like R2-D2, which is kind of upsetting yeah. because William-Sonoma actually William has Sonoma one that looks like R2-D2. R2-D2. One, yeah. So I missed the boat on that. But uh, but it has been a great little boon to my, uh, my eating plan. I've been uh, cooking up a storm recently. And that is your product of the week. Pow! pow Except it doesn't everybody. go pow. It just goes when this team comes out. So there's no explosions but you associated. And I, you and I go pow. We go pow. It goes Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, I am grateful and humbled uh, at at our listeners, and uh, we really appreciate you. Um, if uh, you could help us out and leave us a rating um, or and even better, a review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps to grow the show, gets the word out, and um, we would really appreciate it. We recently got over 300 ratings. Yay, and, thank uh, you so much. Yes, uh, uh, we uh, are now on the road to 400. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. Uh, so if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Uh, you can also find us on the socials uh, at We Only Look Thin uh, at Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Yep. And if you want to email us your list of uh, your gremlin list of how you operate yourself, which is very articulate, you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, uh, weonlylookthin.com. And uh, if you are a woman looking for some uh, other women who are also on their weight loss adventures journeys uh, and you're looking for some outer uh, accountability and uh, some other people to um, you know bounce ideas off of to get support from to support yourself uh, go to our website click on the link join our support group and you can find out more about it yeah, uh, We Only Look Thin, Walt Place is uh, a great place for support, accountability, and really frank and honest conversations about uh, the hard-hitting facts of life. Although there's no one named Frank in the group because <laughs> it's for women. It's for women. So Not that a woman couldn't be named Frank, but there aren't any in this case. Exactly. So the next time you think about little monsters terrorizing a town, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. Asian, 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 Asian. The monsters are ourselves. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.